This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts. Welcome back to Football Unfocused, episode 70. Can you believe that? 70 long episodes for us so far. Great. And we are talking, of course, playoffs with, of course, myself, Austin West, joined by my co-host, Lavelle Harris. Lavelle, say hello, buddy. Hello, hello. And playoffs? You talk about playoffs? We talk about playoffs? Yes, we're talking about playoffs. In our last episode from home, thankfully. Yeah. It's been too long. We need to get back in the stew. Back in the stew. <laughs> back in the stew. It'd be better. It's, it'd be a lot nicer to be back there, uh, for sure. Little West. Yeah. Oh, okay. Little. That's a little <laughs> that, much. That be, All right. That could be your rap name, Little West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rap name. Not a shot. You would not catch me rapping Come ever. On. That sounds like a great name. Great name. I I could I could pull off the name. I couldn't pull off the actual rapping part. Yeah. <laughs> it's L- the problem. Little West on the beat. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> It's pretty good. I I could make some beats maybe if I maybe looked into it, but other than that, that I feel like you can. Yeah, I'll be. I can produce that. that, That's what I'll do. I'll be a producer. It's like the same thing as um, digital media. So, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there have been plenty of people in the past who've done music videos for digital media projects. I know. So, there we go. That's what we need to do. We need to make a rap video for my capstone. That's what we'll do. We'll make a music video. <laughs> Have all you guys make a song and rap in it, and you should do go that way. <laughs> professional music video, with little baby. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we're gonna get that high of uh, quality and or celebrities to do this. So. He's like, it would be fun though. It would be two hundred k by himself. Just saying. Yeah, for 10 minutes of his time. <laughs> and I definitely don't have that kind of money. <laughs> Do you have that kind of money? Because I sure don't. Definitely don't. No. All right. Well, I mean, enough about rapping because <laughs> I know much more about football than I do rap. So let's get into these wonderful playoff scenarios. Both of our teams oh. are in the win and you're in category of scenarios, which not fantastic to be in by any means in my opinion i think think it's a great place to be in but it's also could be the worst place to be in because then yeah you have all the pressure on you Mm -hmm. but it also also the other way for the team not the team you're playing but the team i my team's playing so yeah for team so team you're playing yeah so the other team that i'm kind of balances out so like hey they're fighting for the same thing we are so it's kind of a more of a yeah level boundary it is and like we said our team's both in that scenarios the 49ers uh if they win or tie against the los angeles rams this weekend they are into the playoffs but they would also need the new orleans saints to lose or tie if they were to lose to the rams and the saints play the falcons so that's something that uh does not look so basically win and you're in, lose and you're probably not in for the 49ers right now. Um, it'd be a real miracle, I think, to see uh, the Falcons beat the Saints hey. this coming week. 
But any hey, given Sunday, it's any given Sunday, and we've said it all year long. And it could come down to the last Sunday of the regular season. I'm telling you, man. It's telling it's the craziest. Come on, you gotta believe. You just gotta Long believe. If you ever. believe, if you believe, you got it. But hey, the Rams could rest some guys because they're already in the playoffs. But do they want to get? True. They do want. Do they want to get a higher seed and like try to, like try to I win th- the game, or are they like just trying to like, hey, let's keep our guys healthy, ready for the playoffs, a little short break, you know? Because that's they, the problem. They can't get because the, the Cardinals can clinch. Yeah, the NFC West. They can't. Get they can't the, get the one seed. They, they could get no. the most. They could get was two, or yeah, a wild card. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I think they'll. They're probably gonna play all their guys. Yeah, for just because two, for the two spot. The, yeah, because the Cardinals play the Seahawks, and so that's probably an Arizona win, unless they somehow can't shut down Rashad Penny. Um, but with JJ Watt back coming back off IR possibility of him playing maybe that game, I don't think so. Um, but either way, their defense is still pretty good. I don't think they lose that game. And so the Rams don't want to risk losing that game to the Niners to lose out on that, uh, top seeded spot right now, just because, you know, better seeding, better chance of maybe making it farther. Um, I believe right now, if they if the NFC goes in, um, I'm not totally sure how they play. I think because the Niners make it in, they play the Bucks. I know, because uh, the Rams are the two seed right now. Uh, Bucks are the three seed. I'm looking. And up. as of right now, of course, Niners are the six. So I believe the Rams would end up playing the Eagles right now, uh, as it sits. And then the Cardinals would be playing the Cowboys because mm-hmm. it's it's four four plays five right I think that's how it goes so two plays um, seven yeah two plays seven so that'd be Rams seven. Eagles three plays six four plays five yep yep so it'd be the two yep. Rams play the seven Eagles the three Bucks play the six Niners the four Cowboys play the five Cardinals who the Cardinals just beat. The Cowboys as well in AT and T Stadium in Dallas. Uh, Kyler Murray is now nine and zero in AT and T Stadium through his entire career, high school, college, and the NFL, which is an unbelievable stat yeah. to begin with for a player. Yeah, I mean for a, for a player in a stadium. Yeah, <laughs> not against a team, just in the stadium itself. Yeah. Which is almost harder, I want to say, but I mean Patrick Mahomes is fifteen and zero, I believe, on the road against the AFC West. So I mean, there's that record too. So I don't know, that one hurts you probably a little bit more than most people, but yeah. <laughs> just nothing, nothing to say on that one. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm um, to yeah. Oh, there. They finally yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the standings have been updated. The playoff picture. Yeah. Um, a lot of things happened. Obviously, we don't care about much about a lot of these teams. Um, two teams put up 50 bombs on teams this past week. 
The yeah. Patriots put 50 up on the Jaguars, 50 to 10, and the Seahawks put 50 up on the Lions, 51 to 29. So big wins for them. Obviously, uh, the only team in the playoffs looking picture is the Patriots out of those four. Uh, everybody else is just kind of fighting for a winning record. Uh, another one, Bears over the Giants, 29-3. They get, they're not in the playoffs either. So They're fighting for a losing record because you're trying to get the best. No, right. Yeah, come on. Like... Yep, you're right. Of course. My, my mistake. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I I don't know what I was thinking. Nobody nobody wants to win this late in the season when there there's when no playoffs involved. They just want to lose. They just literally want to lose, like the Jaguars. They're kind of trying you to see who the early. Jaguars are looking at for their new head coach. Who? Bill O'Brien. Oh. They're looking at Bill bringing a Bill O'Brien back, from former head coach of the Texans, now offensive coordinator from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Could be interesting. I mean. Mm -hmm. But Bill O'Brien's an uh, okay coach. He he's an NFL proven coach. We can say I that think, for sure. I think he's more of a. I think he's a better OC than he is a high OC. Coach. I feel like the players don't like him more. They like you know well, like, they definitely didn't like him in Houston his last year there. That's for sure. That's why last two years there, I should say. But, I mean, I think it could be interesting for the Jaguars if they do plan to uh, bring Bill O'Brien on. Mm -hmm. I know apparently it's been going around. Jaguars fans are playing to wear clown costumes to their season uh, closer game as well to kind of troll the GM and owner on the hiring process, I believe. So, it's looking rough for Jags fans right now. Uh, mm -hmm. It could get better. It could get better. Uh, Travis Etienne will come back for them next year after he suffered an injury earlier in the preseason. They'll still have Trevor Lawrence there as well. Um, they still have some notable guys like LaVisca Chilnault, who's still there, been a great receiver for them. James Robinson, great running back as well. Uh, I don't think Carlos Hyde becomes as much of a picture there anymore with Travis Etienne coming back, but could could be something that's talked about in the offseason for sure. Yeah, this man's um, a whole Jags expert over here. <laughs> I just know a couple of guys on the <laughs> offense. I can tell you a defensive player besides Josh Allen. Yeah. That's about probably. the only guy I know is <laughs> Josh <laughs> Allen. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Jaguars, I think they're looking at the number one overall pick again. I'm not – or somewhere close to that for sure. Yeah, I think – I believe, yeah, they've got the number one overall right now since Detroit's picked up a couple of wins. Yeah. Uh, they're at number two, Houston at three. So, I mean, another number one overall pick for the Jaguars could be huge. What I would assume defensive player. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, I think it's two in a row, back-to-back -back number one overall pick. I don't think they had the year one. before. It's kind of crazy, but... Oh no no no! It's not like the NBA. Like uh, I was thinking, more the NBA lottery system. I yeah. think it should be more like that. You think it should be a lottery system? Yeah, more like the NBA. Like the lowest team. I don't know. Like the lowest team, lowest like seven teams. Like they have a lottery for who could get the top seven picks. That's oh what okay. Yeah. It's not I like gotcha. okay NFL. okay yeah yeah. But oh, okay, I thought you meant like all thirty-two teams. I'm like, geez, that's, that's kind of the NFL or the NBA, and it's I, I kind of like it like that. But I think they do it for the okay. last, for the four, first fourteen. 
because they only have two, okay. They only have two rounds. So that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can see that working. I I, I think, understand I think that. It'll be like better for more players to get more to like better places. Like maybe the right one year, like the Bengals, like had an off year last year. They had like what the six pick. They had the six pick got a better player, and then they do that or something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. I I could see that too, because I mean I like and dislike this because all right I'm bringing fantasy football up really fast already, <laughs> um but like I hate the reverse standings picks for fantasy football. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot harder for people to like oh maybe repeat or make the playoffs after they made it last year versus if you miss the playoffs you've got a pretty high chance of making it this year just because you're standings are so low so that's why we like to randomize it and like have competitions to see who gets first overall pick yeah but i mean then other times i can see like in other leagues like this is just standard but like keeper leagues and it's like okay keeper this could be different like keeper leagues yeah keeper and dynasty leagues i think it doesn't matter you don't like keeper leagues i don't like keeper leagues because like it just makes it. I liked our uh, how we did our money league because every player was out for like you could get any player. When we do our Yahoo yeah. league, like it's like oh you just kept Mahomes and something, something like and I'm like dang, like I get like, you get to skip your pick, but like I don't like the keeper leagues at all. Okay, I think it's interesting. I definitely prefer redraft. Uh, I do want to try a dynasty league at some point. I don't know when I'll ever be able to get to do it, but I think it'd be interesting to try. Do you know what that is, Lavelle? Or I don't, I don't try think explain it. I don't think I know that. Okay, so dynasty that. leagues are you keep all your players like an actual team, like it's a franchise, yeah. pretty much. And so you'll draft uh, immediately, probably before the season. Before you, I think it's before uh, preseason. Everything is usually how people do it. So you're getting all the rookies and stuff. So you're really just drafting rookies most of the time uh, is how it goes. So, like, people could end up with – they drafted Derrick Henry, so now they've got Derrick Henry for a really long time. And all of a sudden this last year they decided to make the jump and say, you know what, I'm taking Jamar Chase. Now all of a sudden they've got a team with Derrick Henry and Jamar Chase on it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like a franchise. I don't know how they always decide their uh, draft orders. Um, but I've always thought they're pretty interesting because then you can trade picks and stuff. I think I've seen people do on Twitter all the time. Uh, you trade, you trade like Derrick Henry for the first overall pick in the fir- their first round pick in yeah. this year's drafts, the next year's draft, stuff like that. Like, so, like it's actual so franchise it. type deal. Okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. It's just hard. I think it'd be a lot harder to find someone people to draft in that kind of league. Than it yeah. does in a standard redraft versus keeper leagues as well. Mm-hmm. So it's again, it's something to consider there in fantasy. Obviously, is we're very already into fantasy. Is this has been completely unfocused than most of our normal episodes, the <laughs> standard we go by. But that's what happens when we're at home and we have no sort of face-to-face looking to see what we're doing or notes for most of the times or yeah. segments. We're just, just how it goes. It's just an unfocused, unfocused. Yeah, football. that's usually that's, that's why we call it what it is. <laughs> that's how it got its name, right there. Um, other games. Do we want to go through the games? I feel like news is almost a better way to go through this week because so much yeah. stuff happened. Um, let me pull up my headlines. Pretty much we that we saw the Bucks game. 
which the yep, Jets, that's exactly where I was gonna go first. Where the <laughs> was Jets, that game? The Jets were looking very nice against the Bucks. Incredibly In- nice against the Bucks. And then all of a sudden, just something happens on the sideline. With, Snaps with Antonio Brown. Like Antonio Brown. He was mad he wasn't getting the ball. I've heard I've heard so much rumors that he was injured. Yeah. That he was mm-hmm. um that they were freezing him out, that stuff like that. I don't know. I just it's, yeah. it's crazy. He's been on he's been on a podcast I gotta watch. I wanna watch it. I wanna see what he says about really? it. Yeah. He's on the full send podcast. Ooh, interesting. It's but no the no Okay. Yeah. Because I think the information as we have it now is from the buck the side of the Buccaneers is they tried to get his incentives before this game, these last two games. Mm-hmm. They did not grant it to him because he needed like eight catches, uh, so many yards, and a couple touchdowns to think, reach like yeah, a million dollars in incentives. It was eight catches, I think ninety something, or I think it was some less than that, maybe. I think it was ninety something okay. yards or something, and then it was a to one touchdown. So it he was could, just one. Yeah, I think it was one touchdown because he oh, literally okay. could get it in a game. I was like, dang, he could do this literally in one game, and it was that game he mm-hmm. won. And he just thought he wasn't getting the ball enough, and that's what Bruce Arian said. Like that's what Bruce Arian said. Yeah, yeah that's Bruce Arian said the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's exactly what Bruce Arian said. I was like, and I'm like, okay, but like. It sounds like AB like AB would do something like that, but then he released a text like he was hurt. So did they make him play hurt? Like maybe he said, "I ain't playing because I'm hurt," and he was like, "Then you're off the team." Yeah, it could be like that, but we don't know. Because yeah, we there's so much that we don't know. Like the Buccaneers say, "No, he never told us he was injured. He was trying to get these incentives before he actually did any of this stuff." And then he stopped putting himself in the game. He felt like he wasn't getting enough t- uh, targets. So yeah. he said, you're done. Whatever. It's done. AB says he told them about the injuries. They still won't kept wanting to play. He said he was hurt on the sideline. He wasn't going to go in. And they told him if he's not going to go in, then he's done. And he said he wasn't going to force the injury. And then he sent all these texts out. Uh, the screenshots with Bruzarians. That one made him think, okay, maybe, maybe AB's got a point here. Um, he released yeah. a statement through Adam Schefter. A lot of people, when they read through that, they're like, okay, maybe Antonio isn't so crazy as we think he is. And then the t- <laughs> uh, text with Tom Brady's uh, strength and conditioning guy, his trainer, um, which then people are like, well, he sounds like he's going to give you the money back. I mean, these texts really don't prove much. And so that started to knock people off of Antonio Brown's side, I feel like those texts with the trainer because it just said, Hey, I, I want my money course. back. It really hasn't helped. Yeah. Yeah. It pretty much was, Hey, you didn't help. I want my money back. And it was like a hundred thousand dollars. And he said, okay, sure. Sorry. It didn't work out. Uh, I, I was happy to work with you. Um, just let me know where to send the money. Like he was being super civil. It was just those two texts. And then he's don't... like, see what I have to deal with at Tom Brady at Buccaneers. And it's like, well, it seems like he's an all nice guy. Like, He's yeah. giving you the money back. He seems like he. It's like sorry, it didn't work out. Uh, I was happy to work with you. Um, glad we had this interaction type stuff. And like there but you go. Maybe, really civil about he, it. Maybe he was showing like that. Tom Brady knew about his injury. Like that, multiple people on the team knew about his that he was injured. Like 
Yeah. That even yeah, the that's, guy that's himself, another perspective. It's like Yeah, the guy himself knows I'm injured. Like he even tried to help me fix it, which it didn't work. And he could go both ways. I don't know what A B said while he um tweeted those photos out, so um Yeah. It could go both ways, but hey. Uh, I don't know. It's an he interesting because Mike Evans tried to calm him down too. Yeah. He is released now, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is released now, but just and... what a sight to watch. It was yeah, some of those was... videos that came out. Like people are really close to the field, and you just see him talk to Mike Evans. Mike Evans is trying to get him calmed down. Mike Evans gives up, rips the pads off, starts jogging off. You watch the Ryan suck up the kicker for the Bucks. Watch him run by. Yeah. He throws his shirt off, throws it into the stance, takes his gloves off. As the Buccaneers offense is on the field. Throw his gloves into the stands and then just kind of uh, shuffle through the end zone, piecing yeah. out to people and waving goodbye and then running out of the stadium. And then got an Uber. He got an he got Uber, Uber as well afterwards. Someone posted him on Twitter and it was hilarious. I love I loved watching that video. What was his name? Yeah. Oh, what was his name? Uh, I don't even remember his name. It was something. Was it Chris? I think it was some Chris. The Uber driver's name. It might have been. Shout out to him. Cool he got an interview with Barstool as well for uh, Pardon My Take, too. He got really? on there the next day, I think, uh, for that. Talking about he, he looked happy. He looked excited. Uh, and then it came out he had – Antonio Brown had, like, an OnlyFans model over the night before the game. <laughs> as that started to come out now. And so this whole story has just gotten weirder and weirder as we've gone on. But the Buccaneers do mount the comeback after Antonio Brown leaves. They win that game 28-24, sadly for Jets fans, as I really thought they had it in them to maybe pull out this win. Uh, but they don't. And the rookie corner, or safety, I forget which position he played, picked off Tom Brady, got Tom Brady to sign the ball. So Tom Brady, humble as ever, still will sign off his interceptions to the rookie guys. He appreciates the young guys, which is always good to see. I don't think he was that mad. He mounted a comeback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like, oh, it's a young guy. I'm I'm going to give him props. Like, he, I think Tom Brady is known for a couple of years now, especially from interviews from people like Chase Young when he came in. Like, oh, we all want to sack Tom Brady. We want to pick off Tom Brady. I think he's known for a couple of years. Like, hey, these rookie guys, even on defense, they look up to you. Like, they want to do their best against you, and when they do, obviously, it's huge for them. So I think he realizes, like, yeah, I'm I'm going to cheer him on a little bit when they do stuff like that after the game, obviously. In the game, he's not cheering for him at all. Um, But I think next agenda here uh, is the only thing we can talk about, really the biggest line of the week, Cincinnati versus the Chiefs. One of the, I think the biggest game of the week by far, probably the game of the week. Yeah. Especially after the Bengals had to come back. You cut out there a little bit, buddy. You want to repeat that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he think he'll be great. Uh, obviously, he went eleven for two hundred and sixty six yards and three touchdowns. Jamar Chase. So I mean, you can't complain with those numbers by any means. Joe Burrow had himself a career day as well. I mean, Joe Burrow thirty for thirty nine, four hundred and forty six yards and four touchdowns. I mean, you can't complain about those numbers whatsoever. It seems we might have lost Lavelle here with his internet. Not totally sure. We'll see if he figures that out as we talk about this game. Cincinnati clinches the AFC North with that game as well. So huge for the Bengals who moved to 10-6. and six. The Chiefs now 11-5. and five. But just a phenomenal win by Joe Burrow. And... People have really started to look at Joe Burrow in a lot more respect than they have. Not that they didn't look at him with respect before, but, I mean, he's he's definitely seen a different light now. People have started have put him and Justin Herbert against each other, like, who are you taking over the other? I saw a redraft thing today. If you redrafted the 2020 draft class, they took Herbert over Burrow. I've seen a lot of people take Burrow over Herbert. And people are starting to see, like, hey, Burrow did all this with the 22nd best O-line in the league. Why are we making excuses for Tua now? And so people have started to come after Tua as well, uh, which is interesting because Tua has been pretty pretty good for the Dolphins lately in their stretch. Uh, obviously, they weren't able to keep the win streak alive this week. The seven wins is halted there as the Titans defeat the Dolphins 34-3. to Another... Highlight we had was uh, Mark Andrews sets the Baltimore Ravens reception record as well as a tight end even as he was a main target for Tyler Huntley and Lamar Jackson throughout uh, this season as they played the Rams and they suffer a heartbreaker. Rams win 20 to 19. Very close game. The Rams coming back to win that one. So huge there for the Los Angeles Rams, even though they play the Niners this week. Doesn't make me excited very much as Odell Beckham Jr. gets his fifth touchdown for the Rams in that game as well to kind of put them ahead. That's the game ceiling touchdown. Not ceiling, but it's what gave the Rams the lead as long as well as, yeah, gave them the lead because they went for a two point, did not get it there at the end as it was cut off by the Ravens and great defense by them again, which gave the Ravens the chance to come back and maybe field goal to win it, which with Justin Tucker is pretty much, if you can get in field goal range, you've won the game for them at that point. Other uh, highlights, of course, we're always talking about the Washington football team as their new name will be announced in February as it'll be February 2nd is their plan to release the new name and logo. There has been apparently some, possible leaks that there might be the admirals is the name they're moving towards they're still keeping the same color scheme and everything just gonna roll with admirals so we'll see what that logo and jerseys look like but again we gotta wait just under a whole nother month to see that but in this game they faced off against jalen hurts and the eagles and the eagles win that one 2016 but that's not the only reason we're going to talk about the washington football team as we've seen some problems with FedEx Field 
all season long. We had sewage leaking in the first couple of weeks. Apparently, heated bleachers didn't work for the t- uh, team. Heated benches, excuse me. Um, they had water leak again uh, earlier in midway through the season. And now, fans, as they're watching Jalen Hurts walk off the field, just the barrier collapses on him. The railing just falls out of the stadium into the tunnel. Jalen Hurts almost uh, hit by the railing, falling in the falling fans. Everyone ended up okay with some minor injuries. But, I mean, it's still nothing to be, like, even I rewatched it a couple times, like, okay, maybe is it just all these fans leaning on it? There's not really that many fans they sh- leaning on that railing. Like, it should be able to support the four or five that fell. Um, but, again, it was unable to. Jalen Hurts even sending a letter to the NFL uh, asking them to look into it and help with some changes, and we'll see how where that goes. But again, something that needs to be looked at along with a name change, maybe some stadium renovations as well. And we had, of course, this one's more of a personal note for me, but the 49ers started Trey Lance this week. I am, was very excited to see it. I was overjoyed almost because it's like, oh, it's just the Texans. It'll be perfect. Should be an easy win, and we'll be okay. But granted, the Texans had just beat the Chargers, so that made me a little more nervous. And then came the the actual game. It did not look good. Through a half, the Texans were leading 7-3 to three over the 49ers. I was scared. Davis Mills, though. Davis Mills looks fantastic for the Texans. They might have gotten a steal there in the draft. He went 21 for 32, 163 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not his best day, but he's been consistent for the Texans, and that's something you need, I think think he hasn't been overly bad. He's been able to make good throws, and he made some good throws in that game as well uh, to keep the Texans ahead of the Niners through half of play, especially with the dominant D-line of the 49ers going against their O-line. But again, the real story I like to talk, I want to talk about, just because it's favoritism, Trey Lance, 16 for 23, 249 yards, two touchdowns, tough interception, uh, again, Ricky mistakes will happen. This one just not great decision making. Trey Lance also rushes for 31 yards on eight carries, and it was just a great game by him. He made some great throws downfield. He hit Debo Samuel on a long bomb, a nice throw. You could see it as soon as he released it. Didn't even have to pan the camera up to watch the ball in the air for about I think it was a 30 yard air air yards. Uh, to Debo Samuel, which ended up being one of the touchdowns on the day. Uh, it was great to see Debo back along with Kittle, who was a lot more blocking that game. Um, Brandon Ayuk showing out as well. He did very well with the young Lance. But, I mean, Elijah Mitchell as well, the running back for San Francisco, came in the six-round pick for the 49ers this year. He's a rookie, has now become the franchise leader in – rushing yards for a rookie running back for the 49ers because uh, as he got 119 on the day this week, and he didn't even play every game, and he has the rushing record, and he's got one more game to go. So Elijah Mitchell is looking better than Trey Sermon, who the 49ers also drafted out of Ohio State in the third round, who has not been seen on the field much due to injury and just hasn't been playing well at all of it this season. So be interesting to see how the running back room shakes up this coming year uh, for the 49ers. They've got a lot of good guys. Jeff Wilson Jr., 
They've got Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, and then Raheem Mostert will be back as well. As speaking of running backs, uh, I will say the 49ers did win 23-17 to that game. I don't remember if I had said that. But speaking of running backs, the Carolina Panthers are apparently looking into offers for Christian McCaffrey. Now, when you look into deals for the best player on your offense, that means you're looking to go into rebuild, which, I mean, leaving DJ Moore, granted, you have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson there, but I don't know what running back you, they did draft Chuba Hubbard, so I, it's interesting that they're thinking that they want to go that way with Hubbard because of the kind of player McCaffrey is. But it's hard to almost envision a place that maybe would need Christian McCaffrey, a player like Christian McCaffrey. Because looking at the running backs uh, in the NFL, a lot of these teams, like, they have pretty good running backs right now. I mean, there's not much you can do in that one, except maybe the Bills might look into him as they've got Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Matt Breida which could be interesting. I don't think the Dolphins look into them with Miles Gaskin, Philip Lindsay, Duke Johnson. Uh, the Patriots are looking really good at running back as well with Damian Harris, Ramadre Stevenson, Brandon Bolden. Uh, the Jets just drafted a couple guys as well. They just got Michael Carter, who's been playing. Tevin Coleman's still pretty good as well. Ty Johnson's been uh, successful for them. The number one pick I would say that he maybe ends up at is either the Texans or the Ravens. I mean, I think those are the top two spots that could really make an idea, like a push for this for him. But, I mean, I think it, it's tough because I don't think he would go anywhere else. Maybe Seattle, but the way Rash Rashad Penny's been playing – um, I'm not sure they don't stick with him. The Falcons could have been an another option, but with Corderell Patterson and Mike Davis, you don't see that happening. The NFC North is pretty locked up good with running backs. NFC East, maybe the Eagles or the Washington football team, maybe. But again, that's also a stretch as well. And, but again, the you know, top two, I would say, is the Texans or the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens are Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray. Those guys are up there in age unless they turn to – well, I take that back. I don't think it's the Ravens anymore. I completely forgot about J.K. Dobbins, so I don't think it's the Ravens. So number one prospect would possibly be the Texans, but I don't know what the Texans would have to offer Carolina except maybe Deshaun Watson as Lavelle might be joining us back here as we talk this. I know he'll have some good – uh, thoughts on this as I, I was just talking about christian mccaffrey is what i was doing um impossible well, landing spots for him yeah. uh because the carolina panthers have been looking to trade him i said the number one option i think number one location if i was a betting man is the houston texans that's okay. my number one landing spot likelihood for christian mccaffrey and here's here's the trade Deshaun Watson and other things for Christian McCaffrey and other things, possibly. Mm -hmm. Like, those two players for sure are involved in that in that trade yeah. is my my idea. But if you have a different theory, by all means, let's hear it. Uh, 
case, Christian McCaffrey. Who would want Christian McCaffrey? Who needs That's the problem. Like, like uh, who really does? Maybe the Eagles? Yeah, the Eagles, I said, was a maybe, but they might really like Boston Scott and stuff yeah. there. That's a problem. Like, a lot of these guys, like, well, you could see maybe Kenneth Gainwell and Miles. Maybe they keep Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard, you know, on the Eagles. Who, who knows there? Or Washington. Oh, Antonio Gibson and McKissick. Oh, uh, maybe I, I they mean, keep those guys. I think they will yeah. keep those guys. Yeah. I think Texans make the most, most sense. Yeah. Um, Eagles. Because I, I literally looked at all these guys like maybe the Seahawks, but they really like Rashad Penny and DJ Dallas. Yeah, Rashad Penny's really good. So like, it's like, oh, well, maybe not. Obviously, the Bucks anyone, don't need him. I don't think anyone would trade for him. Yeah, I don't think right. anyone ha- would have. Maybe? maybe the Bills? Yeah, the Bills were another maybe I had. Because, uh, I mean, they could obviously do – I mean, McCaffrey is probably a better running back than Singletary and Moss. Yeah, but definitely. they might like what they have there too, so yeah, you never know. McCaffrey does get hurt a lot in his – In the last two years, yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's been very good when he's in the game, but I just think – He's been injured way too much. Yeah. Which, now that they're taking offers for McCaffrey, that makes the whole uh, spot for Naheem Hines or Marlon Mack, either one of those could possibly be on the move from Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, because that's, that's the problem. You don't know where he's going to go. He's, like, a lot yeah. of these teams just drafted running backs that they really like. Um, so it's it's just hard to say. Maybe, I no, I wouldn't say the Giants. I thought about it, but no, I don't think so. But yeah, yeah. so that was just that thought as well. Um, and then I also ended up talking about the 49ers game. Trey Lance playing, looked pretty good. He did um, look good. Had that nice do... throw to Debo. Whew. I, the, system you guys, the system you guys run kind of is like the Chargers system. It's kind of like... Like, a lot of play actions, a lot of, like, the wide receivers coming across the formation and stuff. Um, and I kind of – I was like, dang, it kind of works for Trey Lance, too. Because he is fast. He is – he get out the pocket. He can run. He can do all. I like Trey Lance. I yeah. liked him in that game. I did. Like, I liked him all, too. Against the Texans. <laughs> yeah, granted, it's the Texans. But, again, yeah. they did beat your team the week before, so. Yeah, so – I also said Davis Mills might be a, a nice little sneaky steal that the Texans got as well. Like he, mm. he looks like a pretty good quarterback. I like he looks consistent and like decently above average. Yeah, maybe he hits like, a lot of his throws. He is very consistent. Probably pass rating over definitely over 100 every game he has played this year. He has had what I think against us he threw 12 straight completions. Yeah. Game before that, I mean, they said he threw 11 straight completions, and I was like, bro, he's like, he's really that good. Like He's he, he's a sneaky pick there that looks mm-hmm. really good for the Texans. I mean, it's a lot better than Sam Darnold's numbers were his rookie year. Yeah. And, and other guys like that, too, so. He, has he been playing the whole season? I don't know. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he was playing. Tyrod like, Taylor played a lot. Yeah. 
And they finally decided once they were out of playoff contention, hey, you know what? Let's give the rookie a shot. And he's done He's done well. He's done fairly well for himself. So that's also why I could see them getting rid of Deshaun Watson and sending him off to no man's land or wherever they may go with him. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Other big games, really. I mean, the Cardinals over the Cowboys, that was huge. Uh, 25 Chargers, to 22. Broncos. Chargers, Broncos. Chargers, Broncos. Big game big as game. well. Big game. Chargers, uh, 34. Broncos, 13. Yeah. Um, and then Packers, Vikings. Vikings just didn't look good uh, as they had to start Sean Mannion uh, at quarterback in Week 17. All three of Sean Mannion's starts, I believe, have been in Week 17. All three of his really? career starts. All three. And I think for it's been a couple decades since the Vikings have had a quarterback start every game in back-to-back seasons after Kirk Cousins uh, missed this week. And then every other year, they seem to have missed a quarterback in Week 17. That's usually when they have to bring in a backup is Week Mm -hmm. 17. Like Week 17 is just not good luck for Vikings quarterbacks apparently. And just they haven't had the ability to stay healthy. But do you think Kirk Cousins is still a Viking after this year? Do you think he stays on the Vikings? Is this his contract year? So I believe so. Yes. Does he stay on the Vikings? Um, I think. Or they try to get rid of him. Uh, I think Vikings fans love him, so I think they will try to bring him back. But. I don't know if they want to like go for another quarterback or something like that. I don't. I haven't seen the Vikings even talk about it. So, yeah. Or any Vikings fans like Deepak? I don't know what he wants to do. <laughs> I, I think don't he likes, think he wants to keep. He, him. he likes Kirk Cousins. He's he does like him, but I think he also he would rather him. have somebody else. <laughs> he would have probably too. Yeah. I think but he, he will him. support anyone who's the quarterback, but that doesn't mean he likes them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good trait to have as a football fan. Yeah. Like, it's a lot better than a lot of the Niners fans on Twitter who get into fights over who should start Garoppolo or Trey Lance. Like, mm-hmm. all right, Jimmy's going to help us win. Trey Lance is next year. We'll worry about it when we get there. So, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting. And then finally, speaking of quarterbacks, possibly Big Ben's final game at Heinz Field as a Pittsburgh Steeler. On Monday Night Football, gets the win over the Cleveland Browns after the defensive ends, pass rushers of Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney both said they want to send him out their way. They want to win. But that didn't happen at all as Baker Mayfield threw just as many touchdowns as he threw interceptions to each in that game. And again, they're both in the second half. Yeah, their Baker's not looking good. I think he's doing what? 56 interceptions since what? Two. Since he's been drafted? Yeah, I think it's since he's been drafted. And it's the most by any Browns QB. Yeah, there's been a lot of decisiveness on Twitter about Browns fans and their quarterback. Um, But Baker Mayfield did speak out against the Cleveland media trying to get some clickbait against him about things he might have said or how he feels and spoke out against that on Twitter. Um, but a lot of people have said, hey, if P- I've seen a Seahawks, I saw a Seahawks fan tweet, hey, 
if Russ is gone and the Browns really want to get rid of Baker, we'll take Baker. Like they're other teams are not as worried about Baker as Cleveland fans are worried about Baker. It seems like they should be. I I don't feel like Baker is that good. He's not looking like Baker Mayfield. He doesn't look like he did in college. In college, he looked amazing. Like he had an arm on him. Like he's throwing ducks out there. Like just underthrown. But look like at his ball. receivers as well when he's at Oklahoma. You know. Well, well, he had Odell Beckham. You see what he did. That's there? true. That's true. That's true. You could say you, you could bring up receivers, but they're still yeah. NFL receivers. You could say he had bad receivers in college. No, he's in the NFL. These are the best receivers he's gonna get. That's Except, true. <laughs> these are literally the best receivers they can get. Like. They're NFL players, the best of the best, and he's not looking like the NFL player he should be. Right, that's true. And they should be worried. I, I, I'm saying I'm not taking him. <laughs> no, well, no, you're not taking him. You have Justin Herbert. What are you talking about? Why would you take him? I'm just saying, if we didn't have a quarterback, I still would not take him. His arm looks probably it looks hurt. He looks hurt. I don't know. Maybe his shoulder still hurt because he just look, doesn't look like he's throwing the ball. <laughs> Like yeah, with any force, and yeah. just yep. Yeah. So, Baker, do what you do. <laughs> do what you surgery, do. Focus on surgery. You need some. Yeah. Um, looking back to our New Year's Six College Bowls, uh, we'll touch on these quickly. I mean, not great games, that's for sure. Um, Alabama and Georgia destroy their opponents of Cincinnati and Michigan, respectively. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a Bama-Georgia rematch in the championship game. We already probably assumed that was going to happen, but I would have liked to see Michigan win. No, they weren't going um, to. Arkansas happened. defeats Penn State in the Outback Bowl. Oklahoma State beats Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Huge for Oklahoma State. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, mind you. Yeah. As I could not get over the fact that there's just a massive PlayStation logo at about right where at the 30 yard line, there's just a big PlayStation logo and you see the PlayStation ads all around the stadium. Like this just mm-hmm. looks so wrong. I don't know why, like just, I don't, it could have been anything else and it would have looked normal, I think. But like just seeing it, it was like a video game console and stuff. Like if it, even if it would have been yeah. Xbox, it still would have looked weird. God forbid it was a Nintendo logo there. Like, it just <laughs> seemed weird to see as they're it's trying funny. to do their red zone offense and there's just a PlayStation logo right next to them. Or they're on it. Isn't it, isn't it always a PlayStation Fiesta Bowl? I think it was... It didn't used to be PlayStation, I know. I think it was Tostitos for a while. I know. It, oh, it was? Maybe it was Tostitos I don't know how many when they changed it, but I knew it. I think it used to be a Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, and then they changed to PlayStation at some point. Yeah, they changed it. I had to change it. Yeah. Still, huge win for Oklahoma State. Yeah. Now Notre Dame shouldn't. That's why they didn't put Notre Dame in the playoffs, folks. That right there. They They knew what was going to happen. Yep. Should have put Oklahoma State. What were they thinking? They were looking really good. I really like how they. Um, over Iowa. in the Citrus Bowl, Iowa loses to Kentucky, twenty to seventeen. A lot of people will blame quarterback play. They might be right. Who knows? Um, but we had Tyler Goodson sitting out. Not that his backup did not bad, 
Like, a lot of my family was like, oh, if we would have had Tyler Goodson, we probably could have won that game. I'm like, well, I don't know about that, per se, but, like, I well, think he, our backup uh, looked really good. Of uh, That was, Ga- it was Gavin Williams, I believe, who got the start. I don't, or it was LaShawn Williams. It was one of the Williams guys. <laughs> there was two Williams. Didn't even realize that. Uh, Gavin Williams got more carries, but they both looked really good, I thought. Um, but Petrus, 211 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Uh, not his best day at the office, obviously. Um, and and we had that game for for a long time too. Uh, that's what sucked is like we had the game there. We let up a big uh big play, led to a touchdown, and then picked off in field goal, uh, getting into field goal range just over the 50 yard line into Kentucky territory, sealed the game unfortunate um but we did have a couple guys who decided to stay have decided to stay for their fifth year uh moss has decided to stay uh i almost said randy but i don't know why i can't think of his name now big 10 defensive back player of the year riley moss gosh i just yeah (laughs) could not think of his first name i know i was just looking at it today too and i was like how am i forgetting his name like i riley moss is really good uh, there's been no word from Tyler Linderbaum yet if he's going to declare for the draft. Uh, my hometown hero, not my hometown, my school district technically hero of Kyler Schott, the offensive guard who played center after Linderbaum got hurt in that game and came out in the fourth quarter. Uh, he has declared for the NFL draft. A lot of people I know around here weren't sure if he would or not, if he just wanted to go straight into a career, didn't even want to consider it. Um, well, I shouldn't say even consider it, but didn't want to, or maybe, uh, wasn't going to declare, but he is declared. So, uh, saving up money for a Jersey has now begun for a lot of people around this area. So they can buy that as soon as he's drafted. I'm sure, uh, we'll see how his draft story goes, but, uh, huge for him as well. Uh, big shout out to him. I, I doubt he listens to this, but big shout out to him for sure. Um, Played two years with him in high school, so some of the best, some of the best years I've had. I mean, wrestled with him as well uh, for two years. Uh, great guy, great guy. It was a walk on in Iowa, made it to a starter. Now declaring for the draft. Great story. Great. Um, the Rose Bowl game, the most interesting game of the day. Ohio State beats Utah forty-eight to forty-five. I really had faith in Utah, but they they weren't able to pull it out for me it's unfortunate i was really hoping they'd win all my relatives are like oh no you gotta cheer for big 10 teams i'm like nope not ohio state they they can lose they're good to lose it's fine it's fine they can lose them and notre dame i was like i was like oh we like this i'm like nope they can lose i i couldn't care less about them they can lose but yeah unbelievable game from ohio state in utah uh for ohio state just i think the, the biggest story C.J. Stroud, the freshman, six touchdowns, one interception, 573 yards. Uh, Najigba had three touchdowns. Uh, Harrison Jr. had three touchdowns. So not really spreading the love with C.J. Stroud, but is that entirely his fault? No. (laughs) Najigba also had 15 receptions and 347 yards. He could not. Unreal. Like, that's unreal for sure. Matter of fact. (laughs) Like Especially thought, in the game where they were coming back. They had to come back from a lot. Because they were down 14-0 going into the second quarter. 
at halftime, they were down 35 to 21. Like both teams scored 21 in the second quarter. That's un that's unreal. But yeah, definitely one of the top games of the day for sure. I was at a family Christmas, so that made that really fun. Um, the Sugar Bowl, Baylor defeats Ole Miss 21-7. And in the Texas Bowl, Kansas State defeats LSU 42-20. That one came last Tuesday, the Texas Bowl. Everything else was on the New Year's Six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, as we kind of start to wrap things up, we have beautiful fantasy. A lot of fantasy teams wrapped up their seasons last week. I placed fifth in our wonderful money league. I don't remember what you placed, Lavelle, for sure. I think seventh. Yeah. should say right on the home screen. Um, I got fourth in our BVU league. Yeah, seventh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got seventh in both leagues. There you go. Hey, consistency. Consistency. That's what that is, Lavelle. In this one. I've got one I'm still playing in. I know BVU is done. Uh, I lost to RJ for the third place match, so I got fourth. I mean, not much you can do when you go against Jamar Chase, who has yeah. 55 points, So, uh, which we'll talk about. And then I have one game left, one week left in my home league, which I will most likely lose because my team did bad. Uh, I'm going into this week losing 117 to 90 right now. Uh, my bench... My bench outscored my starting lineup by a lot, so it's it was not it was not a good day, not not a great day. Trey Lance saved me, yeah. Championship, championship. Hey, you talking about your team's bad, but you're in the championship. I'm in seventh place in both leagues. Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying I'm gonna lose as the the one seed, the eleven and three one seed who scratched his way into the final. I'm gonna lose to an eight and six. I think the third fourth seed is what he was. So. He's about to upset two people on his way to a championship. But, I mean, hey, I've had the trophy. I've been a two-time champion. I mean, if I got a three-peat, I don't know if that would be fair, you know? Like, it'd be kind of mean to think about, but it'd also be kind of fun. You want it. I do. I do want it. Um, But the perfect lineup was kind of rounded out. Obviously, we talked about Jamar Chase. He'll be the highest scorer on the list, 55.6, wide receiver one. At quarterback, the man who threw him all the touchdowns, Joe Burrow, 34.8. At running back, one, Rashad Penny for the Seahawks, 32.5. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris of the Steelers is running back, two, with 29.6 points. My one good player that I had this week in my back home league. Uh, wide receiver, two, Amon Ross St. Brown, 35.4 points. At tight end, one, Noah Fant for the Broncos, 21.2. At kicker, Jason Myers for the Seahawks, 17 points. And the Bears defense with 21. And, I mean, just there's a lot of unreal stats. Jamar Chase is probably the biggest one. Obviously, he's 55.6 points. Uh, In ESPN standard scoring, that was the 14th best uh, fantasy football game overall. The 7th best by a wide receiver. And the 2nd best by a rookie since the merger. But the all-time record for most points in a game is still Jerry Rice with 65.5 points in 1990 versus Atlanta. In that game, Jerry Rice went 13 receptions for 225 yards and five touchdowns. Mm, that's why. 
like, yeah. And there's a lot of fantasy heartbreak, I know. I saw that all over Twitter, too. Najee Harris getting that last-second touchdown either made or broke people's hearts and their championships. Uh, but one, I thought, it was it was one of my favorite ones that I saw. Uh, this guy auto-drafted and started 0-4 in his league. So then, you know, as a Bengals fan, he traded for all the Bengals starters to go down with the ship with his favorite team. He went eleven and one since the zero and four start, and is now the champion. Oh, he's tough. Their scoring is a little different, uh, so it's not the standard scoring. So, we just talked about how many points uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase had. Joe Burrow, in normal scoring, had about thirty four. Jamar Chase had fifty five. In this scoring, Joe Burrow had fifty. Jamar Chase had sixty three. Mm. So I'm not sure what kind of scoring they did, but yeah, he beat his opponent 20, 224 to 161 yeah. with all the Bengals starters. So Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, C.J. Uzuma, all those guys. Yeah, he did it. He did it. That's what he did. <laughs> hey, 0-4, then you go 11-1 with your favorite team. I don't think you can really complain about that one too much. Yeah, I should do that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get all Chargers. All Chargers players. Hey, <laughs> Honestly, crazy. I'd get three Chargers players, maybe their defense, and call it good. Well, the kicker. You can go kicker. Yeah. Because I don't know if you want Jared Cook at tight end. No. Mike Williams is iffy. Parham, maybe. Parham, but... get it. So there you go. Jared Cook it. I, don't like, I don't like Jared Cook. So there you go. So you could get you could get mostly a team of Chargers. Maybe you might have to try that in one of your leagues just to see how it goes, Lavelle, next year. Definitely. But yeah, uh, that's basically how fantasy is going. Most people are wrapped up. We're in our final weeks. Uh, if some people like my home league are still playing, good luck to you uh, in most likely your championship or whatever place uh, you are fighting for. I will try not to choke away a three-peat fantasy football win. Um, but most, most likely I won't win, but I appreciate the support of all. I appreciate it because I, I need it. (laughs) I'm going to need it. Uh, but with that, that'll wrap it up. Next time you hear from us, we'll be back in the stew. We'll sound way better. We'll have more sound effects. We'll actually have some sort of content aligned. I have some ideas how, uh, what I want to do with some of our off season, uh, shows i've got a couple of good ideas running around my head um but yeah we'll be back better than ever next week uh with better better quality of everything better quality of everything so yeah we'll see you then see ya